When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. This is indeed the Wrestling Journal Podcast, brought to you by the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. It's your number one source for all your wrestling podcast needs. Episode 139 of the Wrestling Journal Podcast. I am your host, NJ3, the professional, and I'm joined here with my brother, Tommy. Bad news, good news sometimes, depending on what day, depending on what wrestling show you're watching. Canale, how you doing today, Tommy? Pretty good. How about you? Not too bad. I can't complain. It's a big football weekend for us. We are diehard Giants fans. So um, I will say this now. I just want to go in there healthy. I just want to be able to perform and just have the best chance. Absolutely. You can ask for for. The season has been a blessing, and I just hope that we can kind of keep it going. But I am damn proud of them. Yeah. But it's a wrestling, it's a wrestling, uh, you know, podcast. So I don't want Joey to get upset with us if we're talking (laughs) football because, you know, his boys are a little bit of golfing right now. Uh, Just kidding, Joey. Just kidding. Uh, social medias, we got them. Um, you can find us on Twitter at WrestleBuzz with three Zs, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at WrestleBuzz. You can also find us um, where anywhere where you can download podcasts by simply searching the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. And when I say network, I mean multiple podcasts. We are the Wrestling Journal Podcast. We are also joined by our brothers in arms. Gurge Brooms from the Top Rope Podcast, where he breaks down the top 10 in wrestling news and stories of the week. He covers all wrestling. Um, you know, he also covers, you know, a nice topic of the week, depending on what's going on that week in wrestling, match of the week, promo of the week, wrestler of the week, all those great things that you want to you want to get like a nice recap on. Gurge is doing that. He's a fantastic listen, great, great guy. And we also have another brother, Joe, from Project K Fabe. Um where he is doing the, I guess, the Hulk Hogan run of TNA. He's taking a little bit of a break just because it wasn't always such a pretty run. Yeah, no, but it was a run nonetheless. But Joe and Quade are doing a fantastic job breaking it down. But also Joe breaks down, you know, news and wrestling. They actually just played a game on this past week's wrestling podcast, which was amazing. I was loving it. It was like they were guessing that wrestler by just pretty much, you know, like game Tommy, where like you would sit in front and you'd have like you'd like flip the little cards of like, oh. Is it a guy or a girl? All right, boy. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Is it uh do they, you know, they, so they did that same thing with wrestling, which I thought That's was cool. really was a blast. That was a yeah. really fun fun listen. So I hope they keep bringing that back. That was a good time. So again, um, you know, uh you can follow him at Project Kfa uh at Project underscore Kfabe. Um he's doing a great, great job. And he also actually just uh ventured into a new part of an endeavor in his podcast journey he's doing um well he's always been doing it but he yeah. just shifted his project kayfabe podcast to just wrestling and i believe it's an is it a nonsense um 
where is it? I just subscribed, of course. Yeah, Joe's, same here. Joe's the man, and I definitely want to listen. Where is it? Son of a gun. Um, strict, no, strict. Strictly nonsense, right? Strictly nonsense, yeah. All right, you can follow Joe on his new podcast uh, endeavor, Strictly Nonsense, as well, where he talks a lot about a pop culture, um, gaming, anything going on in the, you know, with, with that kind of, you know, that realm. Um, he's doing it over there, and he's a fantastic job with Project Kayfabe. So I'm sure it's gonna be fantastic too. I have to give it a first listen. Um, but again, great, great stuff. Please support, um, and we do greatly appreciate it. Um, as always, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really helps with the algorithm. This way, you know, when you search wrestling podcasts, we come up towards the top. Um, and what's great about the three podcasts is we bring you different perspective. We are talking about the same subject. We bring you different perspective, um, and we have different conversations, which I think is a great time. We do have sponsors, Nerd Focus. It is that energy think drink for your mind, body, and soul to get you through your days, your weeks, your nights, wrestling life, anything you need, it is that pick-me-up. It comes in sugar-free flavors. It comes in sugar flavor. Um, all we do is ask you go to our link in our social media bio. Use that link to Shop Nerd Focus. Use the code ND20 at checkout to get 20% off your entire order, and you order two or more, and it's free shipping. Drink Nerd with us. The Paper Champion, Fantasy Wrestling Done Right. Tommy, we are in the mix, the mix yes, right we now. we are. Um, there's a lot going on. I think Eric just recently updated the standings. Um, I'm trying to load my website, but I guess it's not working uh, accordingly. Weird. Beautiful MacBook costs a lot of money, but there's one to load a website. Okay, here we go. So it looks like Joey right now is five points behind the number one spot in the paper world champion division. Holy hell. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, you're holding on to a very nice lead in the Intercontinental Champion Division, um, and you are not far outside. You are less than a – oh, my God. You are like 30 yeah, like, points. Yeah, nothing bad. Yeah, nothing bad. yeah, you had a fantastic week this week. Um, you'll be in the Paper Universal Division, it looks like, very, very soon. Um, I'm in the U European Division. I'm climbing up. I'm only 30 points away from the United States Division. I'm not giving up. Yeah. we got to keep going. Still got a long uh, season. Still got a long time season. remaining. But the paper champion, fantasy wrestling done right. And last but not least, uh, pro wrestling tees, pro wrestling tees forward slash wrestle buzz. Wear the shirt, support the brand, love the shirt. Joey spells we got more stuff coming. We have a new wrestling journal logo. Um, Joey, let's do it, baby. Just yeah. make it live, launch it. I don't know what you got to do, but just do it. Um, anyway. That is the initial stuff, Tommy. Let's get into it because that's a lot of stuff to get out of the way. Yeah. Uh, here is a topic outside the ring. Um, it's been kind of spoken about between the podcast, between um, from the top rope with Gurge and Project Cafe, but I feel like every single day we're getting a new little leak, a new little part of the story, a new little fabric that's kind of shown. So um, right now, you know, supposedly there was a false sale to Saudi mm -hmm. to kind of drive up the price. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, you know, at the same time, when Vince forced his way back, Stephanie left. I think we saw a report this morning that you shared that Stephanie and Triple H do not believe in selling the company. They don't yeah. think they're, it's necessary. They don't want to do it. So it's just kind of interesting to come at the time where Vince comes back, Stephanie walks away, and now this report comes out. Again, take everything with a grain of salt, right? We don't know what's truly factual because we haven't actually heard it from the actual, you know, the horse's mouth. Yeah. Um, not only that, Tommy. There's interest from the cons. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, when I'm talking about the cons, I mean the AEW cons. 
about potentially acquiring WWE because they got big, big pockets, bigger than Vinny mm-hmm. Mac. So yeah. they could acquire him in, in reality if he was willing to sell to them. So, Tommy, a lot of this, a lot, I know it's going to be a back and forth conversation, but false sale to Saudi to drive up the price. price. The cons, really interested potentially. And now reports that Stephanie and Triple H do not want to sell. On top of that, Triple H did have a meeting with create with everyone saying that, listen, as of right now, things can always change. But right now, I am creative. This is your creative team, and this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, Tommy. Break it down for me. Where, where's your head at in this whole realm of what the hell is going on? I mean, when that when Stephanie broke that she was resigning, I think it was Tuesday night. I'm like, oh, boy. I had a feeling a shitstorm was going to fall. And sure enough, a couple hours later, it did. The whole you know thing on Twitter about them possibly selling to Saudi Arabia and, you know, People like losing their minds, me included, because I'm like, oh, my God, this is true. I mean, what what did he just do? Because obviously they don't have the greatest reputation over there in Saudi Arabia when it comes to certain things. So, I mean, if they do that, I think they're going to lose half their roster. The women's wrestling, unfortunately, will probably go away. But as it turned out, it was false. Thank goodness. But, you know, who knows? You know, we'll see what happens. Like you said, it was just the drive up the price, which is smart business. You know, you want the most money, you get more competitors out there. But my goodness, what a shitstorm this week it's been. And I'm glad Triple H had that meeting before SmackDown last night. Basically, like you said, to calm everyone down, saying, you know, obviously things can change. But right now, he's still in control of everything creatively, which, you know, we were hoping for since, you know, he took over about six months ago. And it's been great. So, and, you know, obviously wrestlers are scared. You know, Vince Vince is back, basically, like you said, forced his way back in. They're afraid, oh, my God, he's it's going to go back to the old ways and, you know, we remember the last couple of years with him in charge wasn't the greatest. So with Triple H doing things now, you know, wrestlers are more at ease and, um, <clears throat> you know, they're more comfortable. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But, I mean, I just hope they do sell. I hope they sell to the, the right people. And they'll do the cons. I mean, I'd be shocked. I mean, unless they blow them away with a deal, I don't see them selling to them. I really don't. I mean, I mean, it happened with WCW, but WCW was in dire straits, you know, at that point. They were losing money like crazy and i don't think wwe is losing money like that like wcw was but hey who knows crazy things have happened in this world we'll see but man it's gonna be interesting to see when that still comes down that mcmahon's don't own anymore it's gonna be nuts so we'll see. hopefully have hopefully they sell to the right person you know we'll go from there yeah tommy it's really like a wild thing and i and, and you know you hit on a lot of great points you know first i want to hit on the one point of you know, I don't think the cons are really going to buy it. I don't think Triple H, yeah. I mean, excuse me, uh, Vince McMahon would actually allow that sale. Even if he had to take a little bit of a haircut, I don't think he would do it. Um, I, however, do like the idea just to kind of mess with Nikki Noodles a little bit. Just the idea <laughs> yeah, of, of, of WWE <laughs> being owned by AEW. Like, I just love that. Just because, you know, why not? Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I just, Tommy, one thing I, I guess maybe I'm not as educated on is, if you're making money, right? So you're you're a publicly um, publicly trading company, right? You, you're mm-hmm. on the you're on the stock market. You're making yeah. money, right? Um, we've heard nothing lately but just sellouts, right? Clash at the Castle was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think both nights of WrestleMania pretty much sold out pretty quickly. I'm pretty sure Royal Rumble sold out. Yeah, so absolutely. if you are if you're getting superstars to come back, profitable superstars, Bray Wyatt, perfect example. Mm-hmm. That guy sells merch mm-hmm. he's a merch madness right it's like just sells yep and you're selling out if you're making money and he's the majority shareholder isn't he making money so yeah. i don't understand is it just they, like what know, what's the ego, motivation ego with him. it's ego with him because he's not doing it and you know he, i feel like it's like if 
if I'm not running it, then no one can run it type thing. That's only if this is true with him, that's only I could think of. I mean, the guys for 40 plus years was running it like he was, and you know, he gave us some awesome moments. I'm not denying it back in the day with the attitude error, etc. But I mean, now, like we said, last couple of years, he's just I think he's lost touch. I mean, the guy's 77 years old, so I mean, eventually, you know, you're gonna lose a little bit here and there, and I think it's just ego with him. I mean, what else does he have to prove? I mean, he's made gazillions of dollars with everything. He's put on good stuff. Just let, you know, let the kids run it. But obviously he doesn't want to, that to happen. But I, like we said, when we said, you know, we, we were shocked he had to, you know, retire. But, you know, obviously that was for other reasons. But we always thought he died basically in Gorilla. And I think that's what he wants to do. So, I mean, hey, if that's what it is, that's what it is. But, I mean, just ego, man. Ego does crazy things to people. And, unfortunately, you know, he's part of that. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah, he definitely is. And it just kind of blows my mind because, you know, everyone loses touch with the business a little bit. And I know that I've been vocal on the podcast and I mean, a little bit to kind of poke Nicky noodles, but honestly true at the same time, mm-hmm. um, the product hasn't been the best it could be over the last say five years, right? We've had the moments we've alluded to as many, many times in the show. We're not going to rehash it, but yeah. it feels fresh. It feels different. I feel like I hear more conversations about WWE now as a you know, as a as a diehard fan from maybe more of the casual watcher, yeah. mm-hmm. when people know that you know we're part of the podcast and they talk about wrestling, people out of the woodworks come and are dropping and dropping notes and and saying certain things. I'm like, wow. So what Triple H is doing is actually touching the casual fan right now. Yeah, absolutely. So the outreach is better now than it's been in a while, and the confidence, yeah. and that's a big thing, man. Reputation. See, that's one thing Nick Nick doesn't know about, like you know, money because he he thinks he knows he knows nothing. <laughs> reputation is is a big factor in in a lot of you know the way the stock price you know acts not the main focus not the you know the the, the you know the main reason but reputation so when there's confidence in the in the reputation is good and and shareholders feel good about it you can see that the stock price react to that in a good positive way Absolutely. right when bad news comes out what happens to stock prices they plummet yep. so you know what i mean it just it's just very very strange how how things are acting um you know, I don't. I wish they wouldn't sell. I wanted to like live in this current moment of WWE and and what Triple H and Stephanie and, and Nick Khan honestly were doing. I was enjoying the ride. Was it perfect? No, but it was a hell of a lot better than we would be watching. Absolutely. I would give it. I would at least give it a B plus, if not an A. Yeah. Um, oh. I don't want to be. A, I don't want to be a homer. I want to be honestly, yeah. you know, fair and, and judge it correctly. So that's why I say mm-hmm. B plus because I don't want to just you know, just because that's what I grew up with. But you know, I guess very shocking. Every day there will be news um, about it. All we do is ask you to follow at WrestleBuzz on all of our social medias. And again, WrestleBuzz with three Zs on Twitter. Uh, Joey, Gurge, and and Joe are always keeping everyone up to date with all the news as it breaks. So mm-hmm. come along with us and and just, in, I guess, I don't want to say enjoy the ride, but I guess just be here for the ride. Yeah. All right. So, Tom, we had Raw this week. Um, Alexa and Uncle Howdy standoff. That was cool. <laughs> now she claimed to be the face of evil yeah uncle howdy had something else to say mm-hmm. or not really to say yeah, but, but he, he showed up he made his presence known absolutely he definitely made his presence known now again i i've said this before i i didn't love the alexa playground mm-hmm. i didn't love the alexa what she did to bray a couple of wrestlemanias ago when he took on randy orton i didn't like that mm-hmm. um I was enjoying this, you know, this kind of re- I guess this reintroduction of Alexa more recently. But now we have Uncle Howdy here, which we potentially have Bray here, which we'll get to SmackDown in you know in a moment. Um, 
where can you see, like, I guess, Alexa and Uncle Howdy, where do you see her fitting into this larger storyline? Because I don't think she even really needed it, to be quite honest. But I'm, I'm not that I'm mad that it's not here, but I just I don't see where it's going to go. Do you have, you know, a thought or an opinion on exactly how this kind of plays out a little bit? I mean, my theory was, especially after Monday when he came out, maybe he's like like taunting her, like how she's saying, like, I'm the face of evil type thing. And he comes out basically saying, oh, you're the face of evil. Well, don't forget about me. You know, and he's like, I remember what you did to Bray a couple of WrestleManias ago type thing. So, you know, I'm sure as the weeks play on, you know, we'll see something more, you know, more stuff will happen between the two of them. But that was pretty cool. I did like that. He just showed up and really, I mean, they were just staring at each other. She was on the announce table. He was at the entrance way and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that was pretty cool. It's like, all right, they're going to start something with this. Where this leads, I don't know. Maybe, you know, at least to a stable that we've been thinking might happen with Bray. I mean, who knows? Like, they could go any direction with this. And you know what? I'm all for because the unpredictability, you don't know what's going to happen. So I think that's what's been so cool about this whole Uncle Howdy thing. I mean, a couple of weeks ago when he freaking hit Bray with his sister Abigail, I mean, who thought that was going to happen? I mean, that was, you know, that was cool to see. But I mean, I'm excited for it. Like you said, did she need it? Probably not. But, I mean, I think they want to maybe close the book on that storyline because, I mean, that was a huge – I mean, she cost him basically his last WrestleMania before, you know, he got released. And obviously, he's back now. But, I mean, it was, you know, I think they just want to close the chapter on that. And, you know, we'll see what they do with it. But, I mean, definitely definitely intriguing and very cool to see. And they're doing it. I like this whole Uncle Howdy mystery thing. It's been very cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you are a big fan of horror mm-hmm. and – um. And like you said, mystery and and you know suspense and whatnot, so thriller. And I kind of give I think it gives you kind of all those vibes. So I'm definitely very interested to see how it plays out. You know, just as like uh, again, like you know, I'm a fan of Bray Wyatt. I'm a fan of Alexa Bliss. I'm a fan of WWE. I want it all to succeed, of course. Yeah, of course. But um, this one I'm definitely intrigued about because I don't see how it's going to play out. Yeah. And again, I I did not watch SmackDown. We're going to get to SmackDown momentarily. We're going to go actually Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and then we'll finish up with AEW. Um. So I'm going to have to have you take me through that moment with the rocking chair in the ring because you were yeah. super amped. I was at the store yeah. picking up stuff yeah. at Target, and my, my phone was blowing, my phone was going off, and you're like, yo, this is going yeah. on. This is crazy. Yeah. So I definitely need you to take me through it. I will watch it today. I tried. I When I got home last night, I started watching. I fell asleep. I started watching this morning. I tried. Not that it's not boring. I just you know how yeah. it is. Life is just busy. Of course. Um, we did get, Tommy, good confirmation that Seth Rollins is actually not seriously yeah. injured. Thank he goodness. will not yeah. miss the Rumble, and he'll be 100% back at the Rumble. So. Yeah. Great, great news. We need Seth. We need Seth freaking Rollins. I mean, Absolutely. it's it's hard to give out an MVP award because you can argue both Seth and Roman on what they've done and what they've meant. But, dude, Seth at least has to be like, I mean, for know, what he did for most Cody important year, person yeah. in yeah. WWE, right? At least that. Yeah. I mean, what he did for Cody coming back to lose all those matches against him. I mean, that was just, I mean, that's that's just so awesome on his part, man. It really is. And it just goes to show sometimes how wins and losses don't mean anything because we look at Seth Rollins, yeah. and at any point, at any moment, if he beat Roman, just for argument's sake, it would be believable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's 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 the kind yeah. of superstar and individual Seth Rollins is. So we need him for the Rumble. Whatever his journey for WrestleMania will be, we don't know. To be determined, yeah. we'll see in a couple of weeks. But we need him in the Rumble. So happy to see that. Mm-hmm. Also, Tommy – Bobby Lashley and MVP look like they kind of yeah. I'll say they squashed it. Yeah. But they're they're not on bad terms, but yeah. they're not ready to work together yet. Yeah. But there's also another view um through um Raw that saw Cedric Alexander and um Shelton Benjamin together mm-hmm. during the tag team turmoil match. So are we getting a potential tease of the hurt business coming back? 
I hope so. I mean, that for me, when that was that was during the whole Thunderdome era, man, I thought that saved them. I mean, I thought that was great. Them basically, you know, running the show. I thought it was so, just the four of them, you know, doing what they were doing. The whole, you know, obviously the whole retribution thing was shit, but you know, they standing up for you know, against them and stuff. I thought that was so cool. You know, a lot of fun. And it sucks that they had to break it up after he won the title, but I guess, you know, being a world champion, you don't need anyone else. But man, I thought that could have gone so much longer. And if it comes back to what it was, man, I'll be all for it. I, I absolutely love the hurt business. Oh my God, me too, Tommy. You know, it's funny. Like I, I, I agree with you. If it wasn't for them during the pandemic, era, you know, with that storyline that they kind of had, because they were champ, they were all champions. Yeah, you know, yeah. pretty much at one point, and and they held it down. They thought they did a great job. I thought they were gone too soon. Yeah. Um, I thought that was definitely the plug was pulled way too soon. I know, like the whole point is to allow a, a group or a stable to elevate at least mm-hmm. one or two individuals, and the goal yeah. is to elevate Bobby, right? Yeah, absolutely. Bobby yeah. always had the look and he had yeah. the talent, but it was the presentation that was always sometimes questionable, right? He wasn't the best on mic guy. Yeah. But if you just gave him enough to work with, he can kind of come across. Absolutely. I didn't like angry destroy everything Bobby Lashley. I kind of liked almost the face type Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. once he earned the respect of the crowd, right? Because the crowd at the end of the day is going to tell you if we like it or not. Exactly. All the Hurt Business work allowed the crowd to love him. Yeah. And he was okay being the destroyer Bobby Lashley. Um, He doesn't have to be like, a, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, the John Cena thing with the kids and, and they make a wish, but he can just be a face. Absolutely. So yeah. I hope that this sort of current run Allows him to stay there because he's been gone for about a month, I think, or they were, I think, yeah, they about, that, yeah. Raw, about yeah, a month about he's that. gone. Um, but I like this version of Bobby Lashley, and I do hope we do see a hurt business come back on our screens at least right after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did get tag team turmoil, and it looks like we have new number one contenders for the Usos unified tag team titles, and that's the judgment day. Mm-hmm. So I guess heel team versus heel team. I guess, yeah. but at the same time, the Usos are just loved no matter what because of the best tag team in WWE and could be arguably the best tag team in the world. Um, I I kind of like this a little bit because I feel like the Usos um, need a storyline going into Mania. I don't feel like they have like a clear path on what they're doing. It's been great that they've been able to hold down supporting Roman, the stuff with Sammy, the stuff with Solo, like everything's been good. Yeah. But I don't want to lose fact. I mean, lose um lose track. Excuse me of what the Usos mean to WWE as the, as the tag team champion. So, um, the way that the Judgment Day has been handled lately, clearly they're a top priority, and I think a little Judgment Day Bloodline feud going to WrestleMania could be rather exciting. So, yeah, looking forward to that. All right, Tom. We'll shift our conversation to SmackDown. SmackDown did open up with Gunta mm-hmm. taking on Braun Strowman. Now, I did watch this match. I was able to watch this one time. I got this one done. Um, it's cool to see Gunther go up against someone of his size, if not bigger. Yeah, it's kind of cool because he's always the one with the heavy chops, the oh, physicality. Yeah. So to kind of see him, I guess, like meet his match in a way was pretty cool. Now I thought the match was good. Mm-hmm. What I didn't love was the presentation of the powerbomb finish in the. Yeah, corner. yeah, that was I it. thought like it looked like Gunther was trying to do like a last ride, the way mm-hmm. he was holding Braun's like belt, yeah. and it just didn't, and the powerbomb just didn't seem to look as clean. Now that's just me being nitpicky. I mean, I won't get too much into it, but uh, Gunther did retain. And to be honest, I was actually curious if he was going to retain. Not that he doesn't deserve it, but if the rumors are true with him going against Brock Lesnar, did he need yeah. the the Intercontinental title? So I had like a, you know, maybe I, maybe I kind of worked myself a little bit, but I thought maybe for a moment, maybe Braun would win. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this was clearly his biggest challenge yet, minus the Ricochet match. Well, how'd you feel like this one came across, Tommy? Open up SmackDown, I think pretty hot. Yeah. How'd you feel about this one? Yeah, that was cool. I was very surprised it opened it opened SmackDown, to be honest. So I was like, oh, well, like I was like, okay, they're starting this off right away. So that's cool to get the crowd hot. But no, there was a cool match between, you know, two two behemoths and everything. And like I definitely agree with you with the finish. It was a little, it was a little spot, you know, a little botchy, if you want to say whatever. But I mean, Braun's freaking gigantic. So anyone will have trouble doing a power bomb, especially in a corner like that kind of move. But I mean, other than that match, I mean, when they were throwing chops at each other, that was so cool. That was a cool spot. I like that a lot. But I mean, like you said, definitely his biggest challenge yet. And, you know, like I was a little surprised being because, you know, Braun is from that area. So maybe he like went in front of the hometown crowd or whatever type thing. They kept alluding to that on the commentary. So I was a little surprised about that. But I mean, I mean, good for me in uh, Paper Chamber because I still have Gunther on my team. So anyway, you know. Oh, there you go. That's why you did so well this week. Uh, yeah, I was helping hoping that was happening but i mean yeah i mean he, afterwards he came out like oh i'm entering the rumble so i mean we'll see what happens with you know good in the rumble and maybe who knows maybe brock comes out there and mess maybe they get into it in the rumble who knows maybe that leads to mania somehow you know we'll see how that plays out but no very cool match to start off raw and uh smackdown and you know definitely a lot of fun you know i hope hope we see it again in the future because that was a lot of i mean it wasn't as good as sheamus obviously because that was I, like i said the match of the year for me but that that was a pretty cool match between the two big guys. It was. And I think Braun needed this just as much as Gunther Absolutely. did. Yeah, you totally. know, Braun coming back was great. Um, they're not flip-flopping him, which is good. He's not coming, he's not being portrayed as a necessarily a heel. Yeah. He's more of a face than he is a heel, but let's not do the flip-flop like like they were doing prior to this most recent yeah. return. Mm-hmm. Um I know it's hard to book him because it's hard for him to take losses, but I think this match is a good one for him to have to be a part of because he was, you know, Gunther is very well respected. He's the ring general. So, you know, if you can tussle with him, I think it's a good thing. Now, Tom, this is where unfortunately that I did not see the rest of SmackDown, but going through the producer notes, um, Joey wants us to hit on um, Karrion Cross and the Ray build. So I did right before I paused was when Ray Mysterio is being introduced to wrestle. Now I don't see who he wrestled, um, I guess I kind of come to you and turn to you. Cross, I think, has been for the most part, you know, he can't, he he's booked really hot, right? Yeah. He's booked really hot. It did cool down, to be fair. Yeah, it did. It did yeah. cool down after the Drew McIntyre stuff. It did cool down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind him hanging out with Scarlett. I don't mind the mixed tag match, a little feud with, you know, Madcap Moss is like yeah. a holdover. But, you know, Cross did put Ray to sleep. Yes. Okay. Um, Ray Mysterio is definitely a hot is a big name and I think could be a good feud, right? We've seen the David Goliaths with Ray Mysterio his whole career, and Ray, yeah. Mysterio, Ray Mysterio always brings out the best in people. Mm-hmm. I think Cross needs this feud too. But how did it come across last night? No pun intended, because again, I didn't get the chance to watch it. But you know, this being his next big feud since Drew McIntyre. Well, Ray, came, I don't think Ray was having a match. He just came out. Like, oh, he just came out. Okay, I just I saw him as a kid, and then I, and that was and then I had a yeah. unfortunate walk away. He came out and he's been saying like the last couple months, obviously the stuff with Dom has been wearing on him and everything. And he said, basically saying he's been an underdog, you know, small. So he's going to, he entered in the rumble and then that's when Cross came out and Cross started, you know, talking shit saying, you know, Oh, you know, you run the rumble so many years ago and you weren't there for Dom, you know, basically, you know, kicking Ray while he's down and everything. And then, you know, forgot exactly what he said, but it caused Ray to like, you know, go after him and stuff. And then, you know, Ray for a little bit had the advantage. And then, you know, he went to go hit the six one nine and Scarlet tripped him up. And then that's when cross, you know, hit him with the cross jacket. And then I like the whole thing with the tarot card. It's pretty cool. that they, they Yeah. They, 
yeah. they choked it, he choked him out. You know, Scarlett's holding that up. So this should be a I, this should be definitely a fun little feud they got going on. And Cross definitely needs this because you know, like you said, Ray Mysterio is an icon and everything. So if it happens, you know, inside the Rumble match or happens, you know, the next pay per views after that, we'll see. But I mean. And yeah, definitely. Like you said, Cross definitely has cooled off. But, you know, that happens eventually you know, with so many things going on. But, you know, it's definitely going to be definitely be good for both of them. So, you know, we'll see how that, this plays out and everything. But, I mean, that was it was pretty cool. Cross coming out just, you know, talking shit about Ray. And so he's good. People don't like it, but he can talk on the mic. I don't care what anyone says. He's good on the mic, Cross. He's very methodical with what he says. So it's very cool and everything. No, I agree. And I like the presentation. I think the way they utilize Scarlett, like you just said before, with the Tower of Cards is fun. You know, once you allowed Cross to be himself, grow his hair yeah. back, be the person yeah. that he is, what kind of yeah. brought him to the dance. The reason why he was on your radar was this version of Karrion Cross. Well, maybe Triple yeah. H's radar. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I agree with you, man. I'm looking forward to this feud. Like I said, you know, he hasn't done something, I would say, truly meaningful. Again, it, yeah. you know, you can have cool off feuds. It's okay yeah. to have like a little feud with Madcap before you go into the next big thing. That's Absolutely. fine. Yeah. Um. But let's not let too much time pass, right? Let's remember. Exactly. You know, yeah. Let's keep yeah. remind the crowd on who he is and what he can do. Hey, you'll have a like, big rumble, you know. Whatever, eliminate a lot of guys. You know, that's one way to get you know some heat back on you. Big time, big time, and potentially have maybe, I guess, Ray eliminate Cross. I don't know, or yeah. Cross, you yeah. know what I mean, just to kind of push mm-hmm. that feud. I'd I would sign up for a Cross Ray Mysterio WrestleMania match. Hell yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, cool. Sick. Hey, like um, a retirement match. Who knows? You know, you never yeah, know. He's getting up there. He's not going to be doing it forever. True. Very true. Um, well, Tommy, I'm definitely going to want you to take me through this one. Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Smackdown. Okay. Now, there's a couple There's a couple things that he said, you know, that came across really good. So, I want you to definitely take me to the moment. But Green Bay, we're here. Yeah. Um, he said that I am the color red in a world full of black and white. Yes. I am the eater of worlds. I am Uncle Howdy. I am him. Mm-hmm. Um, when the lights go out, you should run. So you, you, you were in the group chat. Thankfully you're watching, keeping us going. Um, Joey was working. I was at target. Unfortunately, not fun. Actually, I was getting snacks for Sunday for the football game. So that's actually the truth. Um, (laughs) but Tommy, how did this come across, man? Like what did Bray come out? The rocking chair was in the ring. He just cut a promo with just the light shining on him in the middle. And he just like the QR code teased the fiend. Yeah. Like, yeah, who are we was, getting? What's going yeah. on? Like, holy yeah, was, shit! Yeah, My that was cool. Blown. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, before it came, went to commercial, it said Bray Wyatt, you know, up next, and then the QR code came on real fast. You scan it, and it brings you back to I think it was this few with Seth. He's like, "See you in hell" and all that. Then the fiend came back, so that that got the you know the wheels turning in my head. I was like, "All right, maybe you know he's coming back." And then they came back from commercial. His music kid, he's walking to the ring, and it didn't like the chair was in the ring. It was like just pitch black for a little bit. And I'm like, okay, maybe something's happening. And all of a sudden, the chair's in the ring, the spotlight's on it. He sits down, and it felt like old school Bray, how he used to, you know, sit in the chair and just, you know, cut a great promo like he always did. And then he cut what you said, and it's like, oh my God, I got goosebumps because, you know, he tells LA Knight to run. I mean, that's old school Bray right there. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. Whoever this match is going to be. I have no idea what, what to expect, and I'm happy for that. It's going to be so unpredictable. But maybe, you know, maybe he, like, transforms. I don't know. Maybe he becomes, like, the Fiend one moment, Uncle Hattie the next. Who knows? You know, we'll see. But, man, what an awesome moment. This felt like, the for, for the first time since he's been back, okay, this is the Bray Wyatt we know and love. So it was so awesome to see, and I can't wait to see what happens. 
I'm so glad I came across good. I can't wait to watch it in a little bit. Um, there's one thing I'm sure we can definitely agree upon is that poor LA Knight is in for a beating of his yeah. life on, <laughs> yeah. uh, on at the Rumble. Yeah. Um, that's okay because I think LA Knight um, has we've we've said it before. He's done a fantastic job in this feud. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, um, I never could have thought of it, but they are the perfect pairing for now to kind of give Bray something to do. The slow mm-hmm. burn. Um, you know, I'm sure Bray has to get back into ring shape a little bit. Yeah. You know, LA Knight is being re you know re represented again. You know, because he was again. Let's not forget he was Max Dupree yeah. for a little while. He was just the manager of male models. That was, that was Vince McMahon. Yeah, of course that was Vince McMahon. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, and he's not out of touch, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Nick. Yeah. Uh, anyway, main event time, Tommy. Sammy, Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I got the message that Sammy did win. Um, I thought I did, at least on Bleacher. Um, I have it right here. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. My bad. Owens defeated Sammy via disqualification. My bad. Um, I thought I saw something um, when, when the Bleacher report sent over. So I guess, you know, KO won via DQ. Actually good for my fantasy. Hopefully if I get some points from that. Um, how, did, how did that match come across? It looks like it was well-received. Um, I yeah. see it got given an A rating, which obviously those are, you know, those are not easy ratings to kind of come by, especially if you're WWE sometimes, depending on who's rating it, Dave Meltzer. Mm-hmm. Um, how did how was that match? You know, these two have fought a million times in the past. They fought on they fought in NXT a lot. Um, how did this come across and and how is this in terms of like did it get did they bring the feud forward for KO and um and Roman Reigns? I mean, it was, you know, your typical KO Sammy match. They wrestled how many times over many years and and it was awesome. I mean, you know. You know, they, they did this. I love this one they do when they punch each other, they hook up and they just punch each other relentlessly. I, I always love when they do that. That was cool and everything. But, uh, you know, it was a good match and everything. But unfortunately, this is the start, I think, of Sami Zayn, you know, again, either leaving the bloodline again, kicked out because before the match, Sami went to the bloodline locker room and he's like, oh, where's everyone? And Paul's like, oh, it's just me. No one's here. You know, Roman, travel chief, believes in you. You can do this by yourself. So you don't need any help. So Sam was like, okay, cool. You know, he believes in me to do this, blah, blah, blah. And it looked like he was about to win the match. And then the Usos and Solo came in and attacked KO. And Sammy's in the corner like, what are you doing? Like type of thing. You know, you know, I had this one and everything. And it's just like you could see. And then Usos and Solo just destroyed KO in the outside the ring. And pretty cool solo moment. He freaking did a splash onto the, the uh, announce table from the barricade. Then, Ooh, nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool to see and everything. So, but the whole time you could see Sammy's like, oh, you know, th- do they not believe in me type thing? So, this is definitely planting the seeds of him, you know, like I said, getting kicked out or leaving. So, I mean, we knew it was going to happen eventually, but man, I mean, I wish they could have gone a little longer with this, but it is what it is. But no, good match. But the ending, yeah, it was kind of, I guess you could say bittersweet, but I mean, like I said, it's going to happen eventually. But no, it was a good, good main event between two, you know, guys that have, you know, obviously their best friends I've fought so many times. All right. So they're pushing the storyline forward. I'm looking forward to watching it later. Um, always love when the bloodlines on my TV and in my town, even though I wasn't in title town, but I just love when they say that. Yeah. Um, all right, Tommy, NXT this week, we had New Year's Evil. Um, we had Braun Breaker win, um, beating um, Grayson Waller, but doing it via count out. Now, listen, I know that wrestling is wonky sometimes. I know that certain things happen, but, you know, we're having a rope spot. The middle rope is 
being what took out Grayson Waller. Like, I don't know, man. I know, like, you can play around with this character because this character is, like, you know, funny in that way. But, like, I thought if you were trying to eventually get them to really have this match at Vengeance Day. Yeah. You didn't need to have this match on New Year's Evil. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, yeah. You absolutely. could have had another match instead. I, I mean, there's plenty of talent down there to showcase. I don't even need to have your champion on the show, but... I don't know. Um, I thought the match when they were having it had its good moments. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't like the whole rope break finish. Yeah. I thought that was crappy. Um, yeah. You know, I, I know Sean <laughs> Michaels, you know, made the match for Vengeance Day. It'll take place, which will be the first, looks like Joey put in the notes, the first, um, I guess, NXT event at, since Stand and Deliver outside yeah. of the PC. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. But um, that was a little bit corny. Uh, Jinder Mahal yeah, that was back in NXT. And people forget the very, very first run of NXT before he was even on the WWE Network when it was just literally either you got it because you lived in Florida or you found it on YouTube. Jinder was down in NXT. And I am... Can you hear me? Yeah, now I do. Yeah, it just went off for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Jinder Mahal in NXT... Um, what I was saying before is that people forget that Jinder actually was, I believe, Seth Rollins. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure he was Seth Rollins' opponent when Seth Rollins won the very first NXT championship. I'm pretty confident about yeah, that. Yeah, so long ago, but I'm pretty um, yeah. You know, so it's just funny to kind of see him back in NXT, um, joining Indushir. Now, yeah. potentially, maybe Veer Mahan must have got hurt or something happened with Veer, but he wasn't on the show. If I'm, I know I was watching it, through, you know, I was watching it pretty intently, but sometimes, you know, you turn your head for a minute and, and whatnot, doing dishes, eating dinner. Um, but it was kind of cool to see Jinder back in NXT because he wasn't doing anything on the main roster. Um, and it's cool to kind of see his name and his, I, I like to say his talent down in NXT. If it can help push a storyline forward, why the hell not? Yeah, if it cool. makes sense, let's do it. Um, we did have the battle royal, Tommy. Twenty woman battle royal. Winner gets a title shot mm-hmm. at um Roxanne Perez at Vengeance Day. We had two winners. <laughs> a toxic finish. Yes. So it looks like at the end, Gigi and JC were the final two uh people in the ring. That's and cool, they didn't want to fight. Jay said, yo, I want this. So she started beating up Gigi a little bit. I kind of felt a little bit bad. <laughs> and then at the end, they had their spot where both of their feet touched. And they announced that they're both the winners. And it's going to be a triple threat match at Vengeance Day. Now, I know that obviously with Mandy out, you want to still, you know, utilize Toxic Attraction. Because they were the attraction down at NXT. They were arguably the biggest women's group or women in NXT at the time during this new run. How do you feel about that finish, Tommy? And... Gigi and JC, I think it's an easy way to not make them look weak if Roxanne pins one of them and not the other. Um, but how do you feel about this being, I guess, Roxanne's first title defense is a triple threat against these two? I mean, it goes to show that they, I feel like they have a lot, you know, Ryan on Roxanne that to have her in a triple threat match, which is pretty cool for her first title defense. And that was a, that was a pretty cool spot. I mean, we've seen, you know, finishes like that in Rumbles and Battle Royals. Obviously, people, you know, Fall out the ring at the same time, but I just thought you know they obviously you know being that they were tag champions for so long and in their group, it was pretty cool. I don't think we ever seen anything like that, so that was a pretty cool little uh, little scenario they had uh, going there. So I, I did enjoy that very much, and it was very cool. And and we'll see what happens in the match. Maybe you know they maybe this leads to them breaking up. I hope it doesn't, but you know with Mandy gone now, who knows? You know anything's possible unless they bring in someone else 
to lead that group. You know, we'll see who that might be if it happens. But very cool moment between the two. And um, if this leads to them maybe like going on a singles run, to, you know, with the, against each other, that'd be cool too. I mean, anything's possible. But I mean, definitely looking forward to this this match at uh, Vengeance Day. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it too. Um, definitely interesting for her first feud. I think you want to save. Um, Cora Jade, eventually, like a like a like a further down, you know, event, maybe like the WrestleMania version of of yeah. NXT show, um, which would be cool because we want to see Absolutely. that again. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, I I know I always like Battle Royals. I think it's fun. You know, Sol Ruko had her moment where she did the Kofi Kingston pretty much. Yeah. yeah. She did a great job. Wendy Chu fell on the pillow, but then you know the pillow got pulled out from underneath her. Cora Jade was doing her whole thing where she got eliminated early, but she was back and forth throughout the match. So I like those battle royals. They're fun. They're easy. They're enjoyable. Allows for good moments. Um, and it delivered us, you know, I guess number one contenders for yeah. the mm-hmm. NXT Women's Championship. Tom, we're going to shift our focus to AEW. We had a pretty big pack. I think actually a very good show. I did watch Dynamite. I did enjoy yeah. it. Um, Adam Cole is back, baby. That was awesome. All right. So, yeah. A little nervous when he was talking in the <laughs> ring. It's like, I have good news and bad news. The yeah. bad news is really for the locker room that I'm yeah, in. Yeah, nice little story. Um, <laughs> I think AEW can use Adam Cole back now more than ever. As a babyface, um, should be cool. Yeah, as a babyface, Cole could be potentially cool because, you know, right now your champion is, you know, uh, the heel of all heels. Exactly. But, I guess, yeah, I guess it would be cool to kind of see a program of eventually maybe Adam Cole versus uh, MJF. Oh, I'm just, I'm just, thinking, absolutely. I'm just thinking of like how crazy they're, how their how their promos are going to be. Like they're, that's what I mean. Yeah, on the two of them on a mic is going to be awesome. If that, I mean, that definitely probably not going to happen for a couple of months. But yeah, if this goes the way it goes, man, it'd be so much fun. But you know what? If you can utilize Cole as just moments in the ring talking and just keep prolonging his, you know, I guess reintroduction back into the ring because if he still needs some more time to heal and get himself better, that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Don't like, that was great. Like they needed a moment to kind of really kind of bring back. Right. And I love how the commentators like, Oh, they literally said in ring, in ring segment TBD. Like that was cool. Like 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 they were surprised. Like that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's some thought. I like that kind of booking. And the crowd, um, man, when his music hit, the uh, crowd was nuts. What a pop. Dude, how could you not, man? He's Adam yeah. Cole, baby. Um, so love, love having him back. Uh, but he did not start the show. The start the show did start with Hangman taking on Moxley, finally, since yeah. Moxley concussed Hangman some time ago. Um, good match. Yeah. Hard hitting, good match. And Hangman went over Mox, and Mox has not been pinned many times. Yeah. Um, Hangman went over him clean. Yeah. Um, and apparently, John Moxley's taking time off, which he was supposed to take time off until the incident, be- until the what? What does Gertz call it? Brawl out. Um, yeah, brawl out. Yeah, brawl out. He's supposed to go um, fishing, and then CM Punk screwed all that up for him. Yeah, I think Moxley definitely deserves. This guy's been doing paint, you know, pulling double oh, yeah. duty, rampage, yeah. dynamite, rampage, dynamite, tag match, stable. Yeah. Oh my god, this poor guy needs some time off, man. Let that body refresh. Mm-hmm. So. I thought it was good for Hangman. I think he needed something like this, like a big win to really kind of catapult him back a little bit. Um, where Hangman goes from here, I don't know. I don't even see a path for him, right? Yeah. Um, but good win for him. Good time for Mox to go away. And then when he comes back, he'll be welcome back. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Danielson did take on Takashita, mm-hmm. and it was a banger. Yes, it was. To say the least. It was a banger. It was a fantastic match. And Brian had like a backstage interview. I think, I think, I, again, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Takashita, um, 
He's young, dude, in his 20s. Yeah. And he looks this good. Mm-hmm. Shit. Um, Brian, just remind everyone listening, in case you haven't watched, um, you know, Dynamite or been able to keep up with AEW, Brian has to kind of run the gauntlet to be able to challenge MJF at Revolution in March. So he has to win all his matches between now and then in order to get a, a, get, get a title match. We know how it is. He's going to get the title match. We know how of this works. Yeah, we know how it plays out. But still want to enjoy wrestling matches because this is probably his last full-time run. Probably, yeah. This might be his last shot at the title, to be quite honest. Um, the way it's been, you know, what he wants to do. He want to go out on his terms, not the way he had to go out some time ago. He had a run back in WWE. I felt that it ended too short. Um, yeah. The double pin at WrestleMania. Can never forget that. Yeah. And I'm happy he's getting a shot back at AEW. Um, and I, I like seeing him kind of, you know, have some great one-off matches, help to elevate some talent. Next week, he's taking on Bandito. So that should be a lot of fun. And uh, looking forward to that match. We did have uh, the killer and the pillar taking on Soraya and Tony. And from last week, you know, I hate to sound like this, Tommy, but no money. No yeah. money. I money, didn't see yeah. it happen. And I know Joey wanted it. I know how he, he wanted it big time. Yeah, I know he did. You know, it's like, oh, mystery opponent. She's going to attack Tony in the back. She's going to come out. The crowd's going to go crazy. No. No, it didn't happen. Joey, I'm sorry, bud. I'm sorry. I was right. You were wrong. But I don't <laughs> want to be wrong. I mean, I didn't want to be right. I wanted to be wrong. But nonetheless, it's still a good women's tag match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Soraya and Tony did lose. Yeah. Um, Soraya didn't get the pin, obviously, because they want to probably protect her a little bit because eventually they want to get that, um, you know, Soraya-Jamie Hayter match is what they're kind of building towards. Again, mm-hmm. I wish they would do Soraya versus um, Jade Cargill. But we will see. But there was, Joey did allude to, there was a lot of online backlash because of no money. Yeah. Well, again, like I said last week, you shouldn't have booked it with a potential chance of her being the the person that Sarah was going to partner with. Yeah. You should have just said it from the beginning. A returning Tony Storm after her facial fracture has a score to settle with Jamie Hayter when she lost the title. It may not be the sexiest storyline, yeah. but a storyline that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Tommy. Come on. But it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, main event time. The Elite. Death Triangle. The finish that we all saw coming. Uh, <laughs> blind man could have seen this coming. <laughs> we all know how it goes. You go yeah. down 3-1. They okay. come back and win. We have our new champions. Now, I don't want to, again, downplay the contributions of what these six individuals did. They gave us a lot of great moments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To wrestle seven times in a, what, two-and-a-half-month period is, is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, every match definitely did feel different, even though the, you know, the participants were the same. Yeah. But Nonetheless, I'm happy that it's over because I want to move on. Absolutely. Um, the elite are your ta- are your trios champions, and um, I guess good for them. Yeah. Where do they go from here? I guess we will see. But Kenny is now a dual champion. He's the IWGP United States champion after he beat um, Will Ospreay at, I think, Wrestle Kingdom 17. I think yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's back to belt collector. <laughs> so, again, good match, fun time, and, uh, you know, let's see what goes on from here. Now, I didn't watch Rampage. Tommy didn't watch Rampage. We're going to go over the results and we'll, you know, we'll hit on any points. Um, so, Rampage, we had Darby Allen take on Juice Robinson. Darby got the win. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Ortiz took on the Kings of the Black Throne. And they're not the House of Black when it's just the two of them. It, when it's Brody and Malachi, they are Kings okay. of the Black Throne. So, gotcha. it's, uh, okay. yeah, so, you know, 
you know, I saw. I'm like, did they change the name already? I'm like, what's uh, going on? Yeah. So when it's just the two of them, they refer to as Kings of the Black Throne. I think Joe, uh, Joe sense. from Project Kayfabe educated me on that one, so I appreciate yeah, yeah. that one, bud. Um, but they won. I mean, to be expected. Anna Jay and Tay Mello took on Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale, and Joey shared a very, very <sighs> bloody Ruby yes. Soho. Um, God, it looked like ECW. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will watch that match. Um, but boy, oh boy, did she look bloody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Tommy, it was that week in wrestling. We have the Royal Rumble coming up in about two weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking forward to watching it. Um, you know, we want to, you know, keep in touch on our social media um, because I think Joey, Gurge, Joe, or some combination of us maybe are going to do something related to going on YouTube maybe after the show is over or tweeting along with the show or watching along. I'm not 100% sure. I don't want to speak for the boys, um, but I know Joey uh, is definitely thinking in his, you know, his mind. The wheels are turning in that head. Right. But Tommy said it was that week in wrestling. It was a good week. That was it. Besides um, this, Vince, it was a good week. <laughs> yeah, Vince always seems to ruin everything. Yeah. But with that being said, my friend, uh, Tommy, it's that time of the show. It's MVP mm-hmm. time. Who is your MVP this week? I mean, it's got to be Adam Cole coming back. I mean, who else? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry if I stole yours, but I mean, it's... No, serious. no, no, it's quite all okay. right. All right. So, I mean... I mean, we haven't seen him since what May or June when he, you know, got all messed up. So I mean, and seeing what Britt wrote on Twitter saying basically he just left the house to go to doctor's appointments. He couldn't do anything. It's like, oh my god, this this poor guy was going through so much over the summer, and like no one really had an idea what he was going through. And to see him back and that poppy got, oh man, it's gonna be so good to see him back in the ring. And you know, hopefully he stays healthy. You know, because you know with concussions, you never know one unfortunate shock can mess you up again. But hopefully, you know, they protect him and everything, and just. Good to see him back. Always been a Cole fan from his days in Ring of Honor and obviously NXT when he had that incredible run and now in AEW. So, I mean, just hope he stays healthy and good to have him back. And like I said, to have him as babyface going potentially against MJF down the line, sign me up. It's going to be great. Couldn't agree with you more, Tommy. My MVP this week is going to be Seth freaking Rollins because I was super nervous if that injury was serious when he threw up the X. Yep. that he was not going to be in Rumble. Now, I don't expect him to win, yeah, but he right. needs to be there. He is too important to the overall product and to just any storyline going forward that he, he's not there. So he's my MVP, the fact that he's going to – thankfully, he escaped a potential serious leg or knee yeah, injury. Um, it could have been bad, but I was so grateful to have the, uh, the you know, him, that guy. Mm-hmm. So Seth Rollins, you're my MVP. Um, again, you can find us anywhere where podcasts can be downloaded by simply searching the Russell Buzz Podcast Network. You have us at the Russell at the Wrestling Journal Podcast. You have from the top rope with Gurge Brooms. You have Project K Fabe with Joe. We make up the Wrestling um, the Russell Buzz Podcast Network. You can find us on social media at Russell Buzz with Reezy's on Twitter, at Russell Buzz on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find Gurge at I Hate Gurge Brooms and at From the Top Rope Podcast, and you can follow Joe at Joe, uh, at project underscore kayfabe um, and I guess in the words of Joseph Crush take care stay safe watch pro wrestling